0: In this fifth session on Ephesians 2, 4 to 7, let's linger over the phrase, made us alive. God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. So the simple sentence is, but God made us alive. And we'll talk more about with Christ and raised up and seated in the future sessions, but this is a real experience, just like being dead is a real experience. These are not just words. We really were living in deadness, spiritual deadness, and then God, out of mercy and great love, worked a miracle and he brought us from death to life. That's a real experience. You can know that happens. There's a before and there's an after. Even if you don't remember when it happened because it happened, say, as a child, there is a real before and after. Deadness is real. Life is real. Father, as we ponder, what is this like to be made alive? I pray that it would happen for some, That it would be confirmed in others, and that you would cause this new life that God, you have given in Christ and with Christ to flourish in our lives. May we be manifestly alive in Christ and not wondering, Am I alive? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One way to describe the experience is to go back to this deadness here described in verses 1 through 3, and just reverse everything. To be alive is not to be dead in our trespasses. We're not walking in them anymore. We once walked in them. We're not walking that way anymore. We may stumble into sin. John says in his first letter, if we say we have no sin, we're a liar. But we're not walking in sin. It's not our natural Disposition and nat- our natural direction. We're no longer living according to the age. We're out of step with the age and out of step with the world in many, many ways. In fact, in every situation, there's something about the way we see things that puts us out of, this, out of step with the world. If you don't feel out of step with the world in some way in every situation, You're not seeing the world as it really is, or yourself as you really are, or you may not be born of God. We're no longer walking in accord with the prince of the power of the air. Satan doesn't have the same freedom to work in us. He's not now at work in us because we're not sons of disobedience anymore. Disobedience is alien to our nature. We hate it when it happens. We're not at home in it. we're not children of it anymore. We're not living lockstep with the passions of our flesh. We're not just by default carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. Everything is passing through the grid of Christ and of faith. So, all of that by way of we're not that anymore when we are made alive. What about putting it positively. To put it positively, we can do it this way. We are um, answers to the prayer that Paul made in chapter 1. When you're made alive, his prayer is answered in your life. He says, I pray that God may give you—I left that out. Tried to fill it in and forgot. I pray that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So when we're made alive, we know God. We see God for who he really is. We read the Bible and we want to know him. We get to know him. We're not blind to him anymore. We have the eyes of our hearts enlightened. Picture that phrase, eyes of your heart. That means our hearts, which are the assessing and judging and valuing of powers in us with our hearts we recognize the, not only the truth but the beauty and value of things with our eyes of hearts with the eyes of our hearts we know what is the hope to which we've been called and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us so the experience of being made alive is that our eyes are no longer dead. The eyes of our hearts are made bright. What are they made bright with? They're made bright with how precious this hope is. They're made bright with how much riches we have. We don't care about money in this world the way we used to. We have riches in glorious inheritance. Heaven and God are much more valuable to us than the earth now. We have immeasurable power that's at work us. That's how we got saved. When we are made alive, that prayer is answered. Or here's one more, maybe two more ways to, no, just one more way to describe what happened. And I go here to 2 Corinthians 4, 4-7, just because when I notice the eyes of the heart here, the eyes of your heart enlightened, I realize that that's fundamental to what happens when we're made alive. There are eyes that were not functioning. They were dead eyes. That is, they looked at the world and they valued what the world values. They didn't see value and beauty, desirableness in Christ and God and the way of salvation and the word of God. So here's another description of that. The God of this world, so this is the prince of the power of the air that is at work in the sons of disobedience, in Ephesians 2. The God of this world has blinded the minds. Now that's the eyes of the heart being blinded. He blinds unbelievers to keep them from seeing what? The light. There is a spiritual light of the gospel of the glory so the gospel is the good news of the glory of Christ who is the image of God and we can't see that light when we are blinded by the god of this world the eyes of our heart are dead and we look at the gospel and we don't see a bright light of glory shining we don't glory means beauty and and brightness and and Value. We don't see it. This is all our deadness. And then verse 6 describes being made alive. God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness. So that's a reference back to the creation of the world when there was nothing, and by God's creative word, He says, Let there be light. The God who said that has shown in our hearts to give the light, which we couldn't see, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, which takes the place of Christ, who is the image of God. So there's a great reversal between verse 4 and verse 6. This is verse 4. This is verse 6. And here there's blindness and deadness to the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. And here God's shines. And now we see the, the eyes of our heart are enabled to see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And here he calls it in verse 7, a treasure. We have this treasure, this treasure of the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ valued and cherished and loved and known and seen for what it really is. We have this treasure in jars of clay, our bodies, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God. So, what happens when we are made alive? We are set free from all the deadness of verses 1 through 3. The prayer of 1, 17 to 21 is answered as we are enabled by the Spirit to know God and what He has planned for us and the true value of it. And in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 through 6, we see that the blindness that went with this deadness is now removed and we value, We that is, we see the true glory of the gospel. We see the glory of Christ. We see the glory of God, and we don't, as a dead man, regard it as boring or mythical or powerless anymore. This is a revolutionary change to be made spiritually alive, that is, to be saved.